The date, May 3rd, 2007, marks a chilling event in the annals of crime history. On this day, Madeline McCann, a three-year-old British girl, disappeared during a family vacation in Praia de Luz, Portugal. On that fateful night, Madeline and her two younger siblings were tucked into their beds in a ground-floor apartment while their parents, Kate and Jerry McCann, dined with friends at a nearby tapas restaurant. The adults took turns checking on the children throughout the evening. But when Kate McCann went to check her children at around 10 o'clock, she discovered to her horror that Madeline was missing. The alarm was raised and an extensive search operation was launched. The small Portuguese resort town was flooded with police, sniffer dogs, and search teams. The McCanns made heartfelt appeals on television, and the story quickly caught the attention of the global media. Despite the extensive search efforts, no trace of Madeline was found. The case became a sensation, not only in Portugal and Britain, but around the world. Madeline's angelic face became a symbol of every parent's worst fear. As days turned into weeks and weeks into months, the search for Madeline continued. But the mystery of what happened to the little girl only deepened. In the days following Madeline's disappearance, the investigation was marked by a series of missteps. The crime scene was not properly secured and vital evidence may have been lost. Meanwhile, the Portuguese police faced criticism for their handling of the case and the McCanns themselves were eventually declared suspects, a status that was later lifted. The disappearance of Madeline McCann remains one of the most high-profile missing person cases in the world. In the wake of Madeline's disappearance, the Portuguese police launched an investigation that would soon become fraught with controversy. The initial suspects in this case were a curious mix of individuals. Among them were Madeline's parents, Kate and Jerry McCann, and a British-Portuguese property consultant named Robert Murat. The inclusion of the McCanns as suspects was met with disbelief and outrage from many quarters, yet it was a direction the Portuguese police felt compelled to explore. The accusations towards the McCanns were based on a trail of circumstantial evidence, a smattering of inconsistencies in their testimonies, and the presence of sniffer dogs who allegedly detected the scent of death in their holiday apartment and rental car. However, no solid evidence was ever found to substantiate these claims, and the couple vehemently maintained their innocence throughout. Robert Murat, on the other hand, was singled out due to his somewhat odd behavior in the aftermath of Madeline's disappearance. He became overly involved in the police investigation, offering his services as a translator and inserting himself into the case. Yet once again, the evidence against Murat was thin, and he was eventually exonerated. The investigation was marred by criticism. The Portuguese police faced a barrage of accusations over their handling of the case. Critics pointed to a lack of forensic evidence, a failure to secure the crime scene quickly, and a focus on suspects that seemed to lack the necessary supporting evidence. Despite the intense scrutiny, no one was ever charged in connection with Madeline's disappearance. This lack of resolution served only to deepen the mystery surrounding the case, leading to speculation and theories that continue to swirl around the world even today. Fast forward to 2020, a significant turn of events brought a new suspect into the spotlight, a man named Christian Bruckner. This German national, already known to authorities for his criminal past, suddenly became a person of interest in the Madeline McCann case. Bruckner, a 45-year-old man at the time, was far from being an unknown entity in the world of crime. He had a dubious history, with a record that included convictions for child abuse and drug trafficking. In fact, when he emerged as a suspect in the McCann case, Bruckner was already serving time in a German prison for a separate crime.
But what really brought Bruckner to the forefront of the investigation into Madeline's disappearance was a series of coincidences that couldn't be easily ignored. His presence in Praia de Luz around the time of the disappearance was one such coincidence. Add to that his suspicious mobile phone activity near the McCann's apartment, and you can see why the investigator's attention was piqued. Then there were the charges. German prosecutors charged Bruckner with multiple sexual offenses committed in Portugal between December 2000 and June 2017. These included three counts of aggravated rape and two counts of sexual abuse of children. And yet, despite all this, Bruckner was not the open and shut case many had hoped for. His alleged confession to an associate, once considered a key piece of evidence, came under scrutiny. Doubts were raised about the credibility of the man accusing him. Even his mobile phone activity, initially seen as damning evidence, was called into question. But as compelling as this new lead seemed, it was not without its own set of controversies. In a case as complex as this one, nothing is ever as straightforward as it seems. As the investigation into Christian Bruckner's involvement in the Madeleine McCann case continued, doubts began to emerge. You see, the case against Bruckner revolved around three key pieces of evidence. Firstly, an alleged confession to an associate. Secondly, his presence in the Portuguese resort town of Praia de Luz at the time of Madeline's disappearance. And thirdly, his mobile phone activity near the McCann's apartment. But then, new information came to light that threw the prosecution's case into question. A woman stepped forward, offering a strong alibi for Bruckner. This unexpected twist raised questions about whether Bruckner could have been at the scene of the crime at all. Moreover, the validity of the mobile phone evidence was disputed. Doubts were raised over whether this evidence could accurately pinpoint Bruckner's whereabouts on the night of Madeline's disappearance. With this, the second pillar of the case against him started to wobble. And then there was the question of motive. Yes, Bruckner had a history of sexual deviance. He was a convicted child abuser. But does that necessarily make him a child killer? The leap from one to the other is not a small one. And without solid evidence, it's a leap that should not be taken lightly. Critics argued that the focus on Bruckner was not only unfounded, but potentially harmful. By honing in on him, were investigators missing other potential leads? Were they allowing the real culprit to slip through the cracks? With these doubts piling up, the case against Bruckner began to crumble. It was clear that the story was far from over, and the truth of what happened to Madeline McCann was still shrouded in mystery. So where does this leave us? The doubts, the alibis, the crumbling case, they all lead us back to the same haunting question. What really happened to Madeline McCann? In the absence of concrete evidence, speculation has filled in the gaps, leading to a myriad of theories about Madeline's fate. One of the most prominent theories is that Madeline may have wandered off on her own. This theory suggests that she could have been abducted by a predatory stranger who took advantage of the situation. It's a chilling thought, and it's not without its critics. Some argue that it's unlikely for a three-year-old to wander off that far in the middle of the night. However, others counter that children can be unpredictable, and it isn't beyond the realm of possibility. Another speculation revolves around Christian Bruckner, a man with a history of sexual crimes. Despite the doubts about his involvement, some believe that he could have played a role in Madeline's disappearance. His presence in the vicinity around the time of the incident, coupled with his criminal background, has led some to believe that he could be involved. But again, without hard evidence, it's impossible to say for certain. Then there's the theory that Madeline might have been abducted by a child trafficking ring. 
This theory suggests that Madeline was specifically targeted and taken by a sophisticated criminal organization that deals in human trafficking. It's a harrowing thought, and one that has been fueled by the fact that Portugal is known to be a hub for such illicit activities. But, as with the other theories, concrete evidence is lacking. In the face of such uncertainty, some have even suggested that the McCanns themselves should have been treated as suspects from the beginning. This theory is based on the fact that in many cases, those closest to the victim are often involved. But again, there is no concrete evidence to substantiate this claim. While these theories provide potential answers without solid evidence, they remain just that, theories. Despite the passing of years, the search for Madeline McCann continues, with new leads and developments keeping the case alive. The pursuit of truth is a relentless one, as both British and Portuguese police, along with private investigators hired by the McCann family, remain undeterred in their quest to solve this disconcerting mystery. The investigation has been marked by numerous twists and turns, the latest involving a German suspect, Christian Bruckner. German prosecutors charged him with several sexual crimes, including offenses of aggravated rape and sexual abuse of children. Bruckner, a convicted child abuser and drug trader, was identified as a suspect in the McCann case, but the case against him is far from straightforward. Fresh information has emerged that challenges the prosecution's case against Bruckner. Doubts have been raised about the credibility of the man accusing him, and there are questions about whether the mobile phone evidence accurately pinpoints his whereabouts at the time of Madeline's disappearance. Furthermore, an alibi has surfaced, suggesting Bruckner was not at the resort in Praia de Luz on the fateful night Madeline vanished. Yet the search for answers continues. New witnesses have been found, both in Portugal and Germany, who may potentially unravel the enigma surrounding Madeline's disappearance. British investigators led by former Surrey police detective Mark Williams Thomas are working meticulously to gather evidence that could either dismantle or bolster the case against Christian Bruckner. This tireless search for truth is a testament to the determination of those involved in the investigation. They remain hopeful and committed, driven by the shared goal of bringing closure to a case that has captured the attention of the world. As the quest for answers persists, one thing remains clear. The world has not forgotten Madeline McCann. The case of Madeline McCann has left an indelible mark, not just on those directly involved, but on society as a whole. This tragic event has had far-reaching implications on a global scale. It has not only affected the lives of Madeline's family, but also provoked a profound shift in public perception about child safety, particularly during holidays. The case has served as a wake-up call, highlighting the importance of constant vigilance in ensuring the safety of our children. In the wake of Madeline's disappearance, there has been a significant overhaul in child protection laws and procedures. Countries around the world have tightened their regulations, and there has been a notable increase in efforts to raise awareness about child safety. Parents have become more cautious, and holiday resorts more vigilant, in an attempt to prevent such a heartbreaking incident from happening again. The McCann case has also had a significant impact on law enforcement agencies and their approach to missing children cases. It has highlighted the importance of swift action and international cooperation in such investigations. The case has underscored the crucial role of the media in raising awareness and generating leads, but it has also revealed the potential pitfalls of media scrutiny, such as the propagation of unverified information and undue pressure on the investigators. Furthermore, the case has sparked a renewed interest in child safety technology. Innovations like GPS tracking devices for children and improved surveillance systems have gained prominence as a result of the heightened awareness brought about by Madeline's disappearance. 
On a societal level, the case has provoked extensive debates about parenting and child safety. It has forced us to confront uncomfortable questions about the level of freedom we should allow our children and the measures we should take to ensure their safety. It has made us question our surroundings and the people we trust. But perhaps the most significant impact of the Madeleine McCann case is the enduring hope it has instilled in us. Despite the passage of time, the world continues to hope for a resolution. The ongoing efforts in the investigation, the constant media attention, and the unyielding determination of Madeline's parents serve as a testament to the perseverance of human spirit in the face of adversity. Madeline McCann's disappearance serves as a stark reminder of the need for constant vigilance when it comes to the safety of our children. More than a decade has passed since Madeline McCann disappeared, yet the mystery surrounding her fate remains unsolved. The case has seen a labyrinth of twists and turns, from the initial reports of her disappearance, the early investigations and suspects, to the more recent focus on a German suspect, Christian Bruckner. The German suspect was spotlighted due to his presence in Praia de Luz at the time of the disappearance, his alleged confession, and his suspicious mobile phone activity. But even this lead has seen its fair share of doubts and alibis. Despite Bruckner's history of sexual deviance, new evidence has emerged that challenges his guilt. An alibi, doubts about his accuser's credibility, and questions about the accuracy of the mobile phone evidence have all cast a shadow on the case against him. Theories and speculations have been plentiful, from the suggestion that Madeline left the apartment on her own and was taken by a predatory stranger, to criticisms of the Portuguese police for not treating the McCanns as suspects from the start. The investigation remains ongoing, with fresh appeals for public assistance and new leads being pursued. The impact of this case has been profound. It has captured global attention, sparked debates about child safety, and prompted changes in how missing child cases are handled. Yet despite all the investigations, theories, and media attention, Madeline's fate remains a mystery. As we conclude, it's important to remember that this is not just a true crime story. It's about a little girl who vanished, leaving her family and the world to grapple with her loss. The hope remains that a resolution will eventually be found. As the search for Madeline McCann continues, one can only hope that one day, the truth will be revealed. It's been officially confirmed tonight that the police search around a remote reservoir in Portugal in the hunt for Madeleine McCann is over. Samples retrieved from the site will now be sent to Germany for analysis. My correspondent Emma Murphy is there for us. Um, Emma, do we know any more? Well, we know that the authorities say that they have taken samples from this area in order to send them for forensic testing. Because this investigation was led by the Germans, they will go to Germany to be assessed. And obviously what they're looking for is to try and establish whether or not there is any direct link between these areas and uh, Christian Bruckner or Madeleine McCann. If I um, just let you look behind me there, this area at the start of the week was very, very heavily populated with vegetation. The teams have come in with those cutting machines that we've been discussing over the last few days and carved a path all the way to the back. There, they've dug down into the ground and taken soil samples. So we assume that that is some of the material that has been sent for that testing. We don't know how long that's likely to take. The German authorities have said that they will not be able to do all this quickly. So it is likely to be... a further wait in this 16-year investigation. Of course, what we do know is that the authorities came here as a result of a tip-off from someone who they say was a credible source who says that Christian Bruckner, who is the prime suspect in Madeleine's disappearance, used to come here on a regular basis.
Okay, Emma, thank you very much. A key witness in the investigation into Madeleine McCann's disappearance has revealed some disturbing allegations. Elge B was the former friend of Christian B, who was the prime suspect in Maddie's disappearance, which occurred in 2007 at a resort in Portugal. Elge is a convicted robber and befriended the suspect through mutual friends around the time that Maddie had vanished. He sat for a two-hour interview with German paper Blid, where he detailed what Christian was like and how what he knows has affected him. He said that they first met in a parking lot in front of a pub in Portugal. My friends Misha and Maddie introduced me to Christian. He had helped them with a breakdown. I thought that was a good thing. The first impression was that he was a nice guy, personable, sociable. After learning that Christian had been jailed for the rape of a 72-year-old American woman, Helge and a friend decided to burgle his home knowing that he wasn't there and the fact that they could take 1,000 litres of diesel that he had in his home. We went there and tapped off a few canisters. The front door was open, so we just walked in. We saw searched the apartment, took a video camera, a bunch of film and a gun. Helge explained that in the interview that the two watched the videos that Christian had made and were disturbed by finding him tormenting and having tied up a 70-year-old woman and a young teenager. That's when I knew what kind of guy he was. I spoke to a police officer I know in Germany. He said, Helge, keep your hands off it. A lawyer told me the same thing. I wasn't sure what could happen to me. I would have been incriminated myself. Manny threw the gun in a reservoir. I sold the camera. When I left Portugal later, I left the videos in my caravan. It's unclear where they ended up. I had found out what he really does. I was speechless. He then details that in 2008, he came across Christian B again at the Dragon Festival in Orgava. I sat in my Mercedes, saw him in the rearview mirror. He joined us and we talked. That was difficult for me. He asked me, don't you go to Portugal anymore and do business there? I said, no, since the girl disappeared there, there have been too many police checks for me and I don't need that at all. We came up with Maddie and I said, anyway, I don't understand how the little one could have disappeared without a trace. Christian had drunk two or three beers and said she didn't scream. I immediately checked what he said. I thought he knows that he has something to do with it. I knew his background from the video. I got really sick. The others didn't understand it at all. But he also checked that I understood that and then left that night. At three or four o'clock in the morning, he left a packed festival with his mobile home. I looked for him the next morning. His neighbours said he's gone. This prompted Helge to tell the Metropolitan Police in 2008, specifically the Matty Hotline, but nothing was done. In 2017, I had just served a prison sentence in Greece. When I heard about the 10th anniversary of the disappearance, I remembered, so I contacted Scotland Yard again. Then they listened to me. A first meeting took place with two officials in a hotel in Athens. I then flew to London and gave my testimony there for the record. I never got any money for it, not a penny. I didn't shorten my term of imprisonment with the statement either. I only contacted Scotland Yards afterwards. Helge ended up seeing his former friend again in court in 2019 when his testimony about seeing the videos were used to convict the suspect of raping the elderly lady. This whole situation took a toll on me. When I saw him, I thought, he's a pig. Christian will be presumed innocent until proven otherwise. My theory is that he was planning a burglary. It went wrong and he found the kids in the apartment and then he took Maddie with him. It probably wasn't planned at all. From what I know about him, I definitely believe him capable of something like that. I think he kidnapped her. I don't know if he ended up killing her. New evidence in the case was revealed when police searched a reservoir in Portugal, not far from where Maddie went missing. The Sun reported a number of items were found near where Christian B spent time 
time, but prosecutors have still hit a roadblock in the investigation. While the suspect is still in jail for rape, if he is released before the investigation concludes, then police could put him under a 24-7 watch. Former UK police officer and child safety expert Jim Gamble told Sky News in March that the beginning of the investigation into Maddie's disappearance was bungled. Well, the challenges facing investigators now aren't that much different uh, than they were at the time. And that, that's because the beginning of the investigation was bungled. The golden hour, you know, the, the hour or the 24 hours immediately after Madeline went missing weren't captured in, in the way that they should have been in a way where you could have generated immediate lines of inquiry, where you could have captured and secured the scene so that you could engage a forensic process in a much more thorough way. So lots of that was trampled over, lots of that was mismanaged, and, and recovering from that is always difficult. And what I found when I did um, the review uh, with a highly proficient team uh, from CEOP was that there were things that should have been done that weren't done. So there was a massive cell site dump, a dump of telephone information which showed which phones were in what location at which particular time. And whilst it wouldn't have given you content, i.e. you wouldn't have known what the people were saying, you would have known that my phone was in contact with someone else's and who that someone else was and what time that call took place. And we highlighted that as far back as 2010 as being a real opportunity missed. And I think it's ironic that when you look at the most recent and I think most viable suspect uh, that, that I've seen in my time around this Christian Bruckner, when you look at the circumstantial evidence used to link him to the scene, it comes back to cell site information. His phone or a phone attributed to him being located, you know, within a reasonable proximity to the apartment when, when Madeline went missing, within 30 minutes of her going missing. That is crucial. That information should have been pursued at the time. Police in Portugal are starting a new search in a 16-year-old case. Reports say investigators will search for traces of Madeline McCann in a dam 31 miles north of where she was last seen in 2007. The three-year-old was on vacation in Praia de Luz when she went missing from her hotel room while her parents were at dinner. German authorities say a man identified as Christian B was being investigated in this case. He was convicted of raping a 17-year-old woman in the same region of Portugal around the time McCann disappeared. He has not been charged in the McCann case, and his attorney said at the time that his client is innocent. McCann's parents, who have long been cleared as suspects in their daughter's disappearance, are still holding out hope she will be found. At a vigil earlier this month to mark her 20th birthday, they reportedly said that they will never give up their search. For Inside Edition Digital, I'm Mara Montalbano.